This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A subcommittee of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association has adopted policy that will be sure to reverberate in Washington. The group's Live Cattle Marketing Committee voted today to change its policy to one that supports enhanced price discovery and market transparency in the beef industry, but opposes any mandate on cash trade volumes. That change would put NCBA in opposition to legislation offered by a bipartisan group of senators seeking to create regional cash trade mandates, among other market reforms. The policy is not official until ratified by the organization's board of directors, which meets tomorrow. The move comes as Meatpacker JBS says it has agreed to a $52.5 million settlement to settle price-fixing concerns. The deal is subject to court approval, and JBS says it does not admit liability for claims alleged as part of the case. NCBA Vice President Todd Wilkinson says he hopes the settlement doesn't lead the Department of Justice to lessen whatever pressure it might be pushing on other packers. Clearly this is, gives us further concern as to what's going on in the marketplace. And as a producer and as an NCBA officer, I'm, uh, I am strongly indicating uh, that the Department of Justice has to complete its investigation, and the producers are have a, need to have a right to know what they have found. NCBA and other groups had called for an investigation into price-fixing allegations following a series of so-called black swan events stemming from a 2019 plant fire and again after the market activity of the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says a recent announcement to help cover costs of a 25-acre expansion at the Port of Oakland for ag cargo will hopefully be duplicated at other facilities. The U.S. Meat Export Federation has some ideas of just where they would like to see that happen. USMEF President and CEO Dan Hallstrom says Oakland is a good start for U.S. red meat exports. Especially as it relates to chilled cargo, on, a, on not all the sailings, but on a lot of the schedules, Oakland's the last port of call. He says that makes Oakland a good export destination for key markets like Japan and South Korea. As for other facilities, Long Beach and uh, you've got Houston, you've got... Uh, you know, uh, places like uh, Savannah as well. But especially on that West Coast, uh, it would be very helpful for, for the pork and beef industries. Hallstrom says as good of customers as Japan and South Korea have been, there's still room for growth in those markets. Finally today, conservation policy took center stage at a House Ag subcommittee today. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. As discussions for the next farm bill ramp up, House Republicans are concerned the focus of Title II is going to switch over to climate. In his opening statements at the Subcommittee on Conservation and Forestry hearing, Representative Glenn Thompson says Title II needs to remain focused on conservation. Now, during the writings of the 2014 Farm Bill, when I chaired the subcommittee, there was a concerted effort to strengthen, simplify, and streamline our conservation programs. And since then, including the 2018 Farm Bill, this committee provided further reforms to, to increase the financial support and improve the delivery of these programs to producers. I have to say that it, it must remain the conservation title and not be repurposed as the climate title. Thompson says any climate-related proposals need to be vetted by the committee before being implemented. While a number of conservation programs can, can clearly provide climate benefits, as I've discussed, the, the broad emphasis of Title II and its programs must remain on the proven conservation practices that will directly benefit the producer and support the sustainability of American agriculture. And with that in mind, I, I remain 
concerned over a rush to implement some of the climate-related proposals through uh, Farm Bill programs or, or administratively by USDA before being fully vetted by this committee. You can read more on today's hearing and Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Whether it's food for your family, cotton for your shirts, or biofuel for your car, America's farmers and ranchers provide it all and more. Support them by joining your local Farm Bureau. Learn more at fb.org join. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting from the Cattle Industry Convention in Houston, Spencer Chase, AgriPulse.